0: Have you ever asked yourself, am I a bad therapist? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Allie Joy, licensed professional counselor and registered art therapist.
1: And I'm Katherine Escare, a clinical psychologist, and this is Am I a Bad Therapist?
0: Join us each week for stories from behind the closed therapy door.
1: You'll hear experiences that made us ask, am I a bad therapist, including bloopers, jaw droppers, and other difficult moments that normalize the unique struggles of modern day therapists.
0: This is a space with no experts, no gurus, and no hierarchies, just humans sitting in similar chairs.
1: And while we're not the gatekeepers for good and bad therapy,
0: because we're bad therapists
1: too, We are here to shine a light on the difficult decisions therapists face on a daily basis and normalize that mysterious gray area of clinical practice that no one wants to talk about.
0: Our mission on Am I a Bad Therapist is to normalize and humanize our existence as therapists. You can help us spread this message by subscribing and leaving us a review wherever you are right now, whether that's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know the drill.
1: You can also help us by sharing, am I a bad therapist with your network, whether it's on social media, your stories, or just between colleagues, every listener helps us make a difference in this field. And we'll always reshare if you tag us.
0: If you're listening to the podcast, make sure to check out our pretty faces on our YouTube channel.
1: And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to head over to our podcast and leave a review. You can find all of our links in the notes below.
0: We pick a few lucky five-star reviewers to shout out and invite for a 15-minute consultation with the both of us to talk about anything on your mind. From clinical work to podcasting, we're game. Just make sure to leave us your name and location in the review.
1: Allie, I am so excited because we have Nicole Arch joining us today. Um, She is of the Psychotherapy Memes Instagram account and the author of Sometimes Therapy is Awkward. Um, I have been bugging her to come on and talk to us for a good couple months now because she and I work hand in hand over on the Teletherapist Network, and she's going to share with us today her experiences keeping parts of her personal life private, but being very open and out there with her professional experiences online.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it is a conversation so many of us can relate to because it's hard to navigate being a therapist, being a human, feeling authentic, like how to incorporate our humanness into the therapy room, how we might be really tempted or not to be like our therapist selves in our personal lives. It's very complicated and it was a great conversation. I can't wait for you all to hear it.
1: I know. And then you put that extra lens of the professional social media pages on Mm -hmm. there, and it takes this professional identity and personal identity to a whole different level that gets mixed and muddled. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We have a great conversation with Nicole coming up. And just as a reminder that this episode is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a substitute for ethical guidance, clinical consultation, or therapy itself.
0: All right. Well, this is episode number 28 of Am I a Bad Therapist? Let's get into it.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Well, Nicole, it is about time that you and I were on a podcast together because I remember when we first met on the network. And I think you said, I think we need to have a podcast together. And so here we are. We made it. Full circle. Here we
2: are. Here we are. That's right. Everyone gets on a po- Everyone does a podcast at some point. This was inevitable.
1: They do. So welcome officially to Am I a Bad Therapist? I feel like you might be the leader of the bad therapists with the, and I mean that in a true complimentary sense. Out complimentary right. because you are the mastermind behind psychotherapy memes, Instagram account, and the author of sometime therapy is awkward. And both of your creative endeavors, at least those two, at least really come from this basis of, well, why don't I ask you like with your psychotherapy memes account and sometimes therapy is awkward book, you know, how did being a bad therapist influence those two creative outlets?
2: Ah, such a good question to start with. So, a little bit about the background of psychotherapy memes cuz that's where so much of it starts, right? Yeah. is really trying to capture the nuances of our field. So, back when I started the meme page, it's been about 4 years now. I was, you know, working in an agency, running a private practice, like new not n- sort of newly licensed um just like really in the thick of, of being a therapist, working with all different types of clients and feeling like, holy shit, this works hard sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? And my therapy is not necessarily looking like the therapy I was promised I would be doing in school or that like our favorite master therapists are doing. So do I suck? Like, am I missing something fundamental about the work that we do? Uh, this is when memes were starting to get more popular. And I, I really liked them. I I love humor. It's like a stupid thing to say. Everyone loves humor, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I started making them and just like sharing them with my colleagues. I didn't have them on Instagram or anything yet. And I, I was getting some positive feedback. People were saying, you know, these, these are really funny. Like, this is so true. And so I started posting some of them on my private practice Instagram that I had at the time. And then I was like, "Uh, I want to be a little edgier. I don't want to associate this with my professional (laughs) presence. Um, So I created the anonymous account at the time, psychotherapy memes, and just started really highlighting the nuances of our field. Like there's so many awkward moments. There's so many uncertain experiences that we have, not just with our clients, but with ourselves, with our own feelings of uh, like, are we good enough? Our own competence, things of that nature. And the page just grew. Like it, it was so awesome. It's been so awesome. It's just grown. And what I've learned is that we all sort of relate to that collective insecurity and that collective, holy shit, that, that feeling of like, do we even know what we're doing? And, and we care very much. And so that's the other end of talking about this is that, Just because we have those insecurities doesn't mean we're inherently bad therapists, right? But that could be for future discussion. And so, with all this, uh, I've always done some writing work on the side. I've always done some like professional, professional content and copywriting. And I started just really writing down my ideas of what it meant to be a therapist. And uh, I read everything. I read all I, I anything I can that get my hands on with therapy. I like to read, and so I'm integrating all these books and integrating all these ideas and and learning what I can on this meme page and from our community. And I'm like, fuck, I got to write my own book. I got to put my Mm -hmm. own thoughts down. And, and that was kind of the birth of sometimes therapy is awkward and I can answer more questions about that if you guys have them, but yeah, that's, that's the intersection of it all. Um, And where I am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To me, the content of psychotherapy memes on Instagram, it, it just speaks so much to this common, like you said, the common experience of being a therapist and those insecurities, and it takes them and, and it makes light of them. It, it 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 bridges, you know, across cultures and uh, across you know uh, locations. We all can relate to the humor behind it, and then I feel like. The book takes it to this really personal application level of what it looks like, you know, for us. It's maybe a more uh, less humor. There's definitely humor in the book, right? But the book is more of a resource for therapists with these insecurities. Um, So I can see how the content is very similar or it comes from the same place within you.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny because I think people think I'm like all snark twenty four seven, and I'm I'm really not. And not no. that that side's not a genuine side of me, but I have a very serious, intense side as well. Um, but I think there's room for both. And I think our field has been starving for some authenticity, some humor, some like realness mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And whether we like it or not, social media is is a language that we all speak, especially newer, modern therapists, right? We're, we're all connecting online. And so being able to, to see a meme and be like, oh, I, I have that, or I do that. Or, oh, I just had that with a client and sharing it with a friend, sharing it with a colleague and them going, oh yeah, LOL, haha, totally relate. Um, and so being able to kind of just bridge that gap of like, am I the only one feeling this way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, segueing that into my book, which was realizing all these insecurities that so many of us had and uh, also some of the things I've done to help work through those insecurities and work through that really intense inferiority that a lot of us
1: carry
0: with us through our work.
1: Let's pause here for a quick ad break.
0: Are you looking to incorporate more creativity into your clinical practice, but don't know where to start? As a registered art therapist, I truly believe that every clinician can utilize creativity in what they do. I absolutely love offering consultation and supervision to share with clinicians how to ethically incorporate therapeutic art making into their clinical practice. I focus on easy and simple interventions with very little prep work for you and your clients. Visit www.cccs.care to learn more.
1: By the way, the number one support for those of us asking ourselves, am I a bad therapist? are clinical consultation groups. If you don't have one yet, join us on the Teletherapist Network for unlimited peer consultation groups, including a lot of different specialty groups like clinicians of color, LGBTQ+, couples counseling, EMDR, and of course, Creativity in the Clinical Room hosted by me, Allie plus masterclasses, media leads, and everything else you need for an ethical, modern clinical practice. Join us at teletherapistnetwork.com.
0: And now back to the show. Yeah. It's so interesting too, because I feel like, and this is, I feel like really similar to how we kind of came up with the idea for the podcast of like, all these things are happening. We know they're happening, right? These uncomfortable moments, the mistakes we make, but it still feels like not everyone's talking about it. And I, I'm wondering with you posting these memes and like these situations, we know the response is incredible. Like it like resonates with so many people. Do you feel like that's helped others share their stories and their mistakes and their bloopers or how, how have you seen that change if at all? Yeah,
2: I really think so. I mean, I've noticed there's so many more mental health meme pages now and therapist meme pages, Mm -hmm. Um, not to be narcissistic and say I inspired them all. I don't think that's the case. But I think there is more conversation nowadays Mm -hmm. about, let me share my insecurities. Let me share my um, feelings of doubt or skepticism or what have you. So and I think that's good. Now, the, the dar- the downside of it has been, I've gotten a lot of different responses or, or DMS of people saying like, um, I wouldn't want to be your client or like, how do you think clients feel about their therapist posting? Like mm. what they do on their weekends? Like, I don't want to look at my therapist in that light. And so I do believe we still are in a, a weird space where, now I'm talking about the client, the consumer, if you will, of mm-hmm. therapy who who's not in the field and what that might be like stumbling upon a page that essentially is making light of some of the darker, more serious parts of therapy. And and that's that can be hard for certain clients, for sure, because there is still that pedestal effect that a lot of us are on, you know?
1: I completely agree. And I, I hear that and I see that as well, especially on social media, as we become more authentic outside of our professional roles. How has it been for you as a practicing therapist, practicing licensed therapist? You know, sharing your authentic experience of therapy. You know, sometimes making light of it, and other times writing a whole book about it. What has it been like for you continuing to work with clients, knowing that that information is out there?
2: It's really interesting. Um, Almost all of my clients at first have no idea of of the meme page or the book. I thought that would potentially be. A like traffic source for for clients and yeah. has not necessarily been the case. At this point, it naturally has to be part of my informed consent process um, and and giving that information about myself ahead of time. Um, it's very interesting because despite the authenticity that I have on the main page. Um, think some people will notice, I don't, I still don't actually reveal a lot about who Mm -hmm. I am as a person. um, Because self-disclosure is something that is very important to me. I'm very nuanced with how I choose to disclose information. And so I kind of have always have the mindset, I won't post anything on there that I don't assume won't come up in a therapy session or that a Mm -hmm. client won't stumble upon. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just my boundary. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean all social media therapists need to follow it. But I think as therapists, as we are merging the professional with the personal a little bit more mm-hmm. online, that's something that we we definitely need to keep considering: is how do we present ourselves in this in this non blank slate world, mm-hmm. if you will.
0: Yeah, I'm curious, how did that process go of working it into your informed consent? Because I also have like just a little bit of like social media stuff in my informed consent, like saying like I do have like public things, you know, they're on there, all of that. But what was that process like for you? And what is it like when you are doing an intake now, being like, by the way, like this is a thing? Like, how did that whole process get, you know, to fruition for you?
2: So, you know, at this point in my career, I work with a lot of newer therapists. So a lot of them, um are the type to actually stumble upon my work. So it's not a super awkward (laughs) conversation. It's as we're, as we're getting to know each other um, it's something at the forefront of what I say is, you know, I, I run this Instagram account. It's a, it's a parody slash meme page for mental health professionals. And, and I have a book, sometimes therapy is awkward. And um, I just, I will tell them that I tell them this. So they have that information they can do it with it as they will. But it is of my belief that they have the right to know that, mm-hmm. to determine A, if they want to work with me, but B, mm-hmm. I know for me, I would feel a little weird if I found a therapist I was working with had this whole other thing going on and then I stumbled upon it like six months later. Not that they necessarily have to, it's just, that's what I would want as a client. So I feel like that's important mm-hmm. to, to give clients as they start working with me.
0: Yeah. And before you went public with your name, did you, cause I, we had someone recently who has one of the, a good meme account too. And she was saying like, so many people would comment like, oh my God, are you my therapist? Like, I just talked <laughs> about this kind of thing. Did you yeah. um, get any of that feedback before you like revealed your identity of like people being like, are you my therapist?
2: I'm trying to remember. And yes, I think I did. I'd get a lot of people like tagging a friend and being like is this you or I think I know who you are or like Mm -hmm. guys I think this is my boss so yes (laughs) um but I think what it it just speaks to is that we we're all like having the same days sometimes like we're all feeling those universal therapist feelings and not to say we're not unique and special we certainly are but there is such a a commonality right Mm -hmm. in the work that we do so um no but nobody accurately guessed it except for the small select people that I had already
1: told a few friends
2: and colleagues.
1: <laughs> so I think this is interesting because this really I'm really reflecting on your authenticity in a very public way. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to this very personally as well as I also spill my drink. Um <laughs> and that is you are very comfortable and open with your professional experiences in a public way. But you also keep your family life and your personal life very close to your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being friends and colleagues with you outside of social media, like I have been able to witness your your family and your personal life. And it is so beautiful to, you know, have that relationship with you. And I respect that you keep that so pers- personal and close to you because I do the same as well. Mm-hmm. I do not. I talk that I, I reference my family and my children, but they are not on my social pages. They do not want want to be and I don't want them to be. And so as a very open, honest, transparent person, professionally put myself out there In a big way, sometimes I feel a little like, oh, I'm hiding. I have a secret. I have a personal family. And Mm -hmm. and that feels both comforting and special to me, but sometimes it feels inauthentic to me. Do you ever Mm -hmm. struggle with that? And what's it like for you to keep your family close to your chest in your personal life, but being very open and out there with your professional experiences?
2: It's such a loaded question. And what comes to mind for me is, I, I, in in general, I do tend to be a pretty private person, um, despite having a very public presence professionally, like you said. And there are just certain issues. Okay, they're not issues. My family's not an issue, but there's certain. <laughs> not um, today. No, <laughs> not today. There's certain parts of my life that are just very intimate and important to me. And yeah. earlier, I was talking a little bit about self-disclosure. I. Take self-disclosure very seriously in in mm-hmm. how I do it, when I do it, and why I do it. And I have been in therapy forever. I love therapy. Um, and I I am always cautious when a when a potential therapist, I know everything about their life. I don't want to work right. with someone like that personally. I'm not saying that's not the case for everybody, but for me, I don't it it creates weird boundary issues for me. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I have my own thoughts about putting like my children, for example, on social media before they can, you know, consent to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know if if it were my parents, I would be livid if they had used me on, on their social media. And again, I'm not discrediting anyone who does that. I think it's everybody's personal choice. Um, so yeah, certain things that are close to my heart, my family, people, a lot of times want to know my own mental health history. That's not something I'm going to be disclosing on a public forum. I'm always, again, of the nature that anything I say can like, it's out there forever.
1: Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I, yeah, it's so funny. This is coming from the woman who runs the meme account (laughs) with so many funny and what some might consider controversial statements, right? And I I love how you're able to say like things are out there forever and I'm comfortable like stirring the pot in one arena, but I'm not in any way going to dip my toe into this other arena because that is way too special and sacred to me.
2: And like, I like being kind of mysterious, right? Like that, <laughs> that creates its own intrigue. Am I right? Like yeah, we all kind of like, like yeah. and it, it almost facilitates its own transference process if we really yeah. want to get deep with it. Now yeah. everybody can yeah. sit there imagining what my what my life is like with my Absolutely. children or what I talk about in my own therapy. That mm-hmm. that creates a an alluring effect. I'm totally yeah. kidding, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think of, I think of a lot of the therapists that so many of us like to read about and, and that we, we look and respect and a lot of them do keep certain things Mm -hmm. close to their heart and we don't know the full story. And Mm -hmm. I like that. And again, if, if you're more of an open book and that's how you like, that's how you do your work. I think that's great too, but I've realized that's just not me. I'm never going to be like, Catherine's always giving me a hard time because she's always like, you gotta show your face, gotta show your face, gotta, (laughs) you know? And like, that's just not who I am as a person. I'm not gonna sit in front of the camera and do like dances on TikTok. Like, this is also me.
1: I also push you. I'm like, people love your face, Nicole. Coming from me, who rarely shows her face on Instagram as well. So this is the pot calling the kettle black. I fully, I fully see that. I fully see that. I just really respect and like. Uh, how you are true to what feels good to you and your family. And that looks very different than other people. And that's okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the bulk of the meme page is memes. And I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely followed accounts in the past and like, I've followed it for one reason. And then it becomes like their whole life story. And I'm like, I don't care. I just wear
1: the memes. Show me the memes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> show me the memes. So, although I feel fortunate because I'm able to to have the humor, but I do like Q and As and more serious yeah. talks on stories and stuff, and that seems to work with the audience, which is cool because I, I'm I'm happy that people are able to see more of a multifaceted uh, story of what I can offer rather than just memes, you know.
1: You're very thoughtful about how you disclose. That is absolutely true and and very – Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's – I respect them.
0: It reminds me – Um, that. I feel like we have this conversation a lot. I know recently on the network we talked about this. I think, Catherine, you might have actually made this question about, like, this concept of, like, either am I a bad therapist or am I doing something – Wrong or right, like because, like, do I have a separate self, right, from my therapist uh, self? And we talk about our identities as therapists, and I feel like it relates to this conversation of like self-disclosure, sharing public parts of ourselves, keeping some things to ourselves, and I feel like it's just an interesting conversation to think about. And I feel like we've heard again, this was on the network, but we had some people who say like, no, I am one person, right? And yeah. they think of themselves in that way. It's just so interesting how we each approach it, how mm-hmm. we approach our identities, how we approach what we. Discuss. Glows, um and what mm-hmm. we share, and again, I don't think there's right or wrong, like you're saying, but it's just so interesting to me. It's something I'm still working on; always will be working on of like mm-hmm. who, like, and what is my therapist self different from my personal self? How do they overlap? Like, how do I navigate it? It's so
2: nuanced, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I think we're in this weird time right now where people associate. That if you're not 100% honest about everything in your life, then you're not authentic. Mm. And I don't necessarily subscribe to that belief mm. because um, now I don't want to discredit therapists who do, who necessarily are like, yes, I'm hundred percent honest. I'm a totally open book. You can ask me anything and I will fully answer it. Like, if that's your style and that's what works to, well, it's clearly to build authentic. rapport, that's clearly yeah. authentic. Right. But does that mean the other means you're lying? Like, no, no, in my opinion, you know, I think of every other working professional that we that we see in our lives. And they don't necessarily have to disclose every personal detail. um, Because sometimes doing so can cause harm in your therapeutic Mm -hmm. relationship, Mm -hmm. or can um, affect the relationship between you and your client. And so these are all these complicated things that we all need to consider but Ali, I totally agree with you like it's a lifelong journey mm-hmm. of deciding mm-hmm. how do I how do I present myself as a human in this world how do I present mm-hmm. myself as a therapist with my clients how do I present myself as other roles that I wear as like a writer consultant speaker doing a podcast these types of things and mm-hmm. is it okay to have different refined focuses in each right. of those roles it I
1: doesn't think so make you a bad therapist Yeah. Yeah.
2: Does it make you a bad therapist? mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. And what would you say, like, because we do have um, a lot of newer therapists who listen, we have a lot of students Mm -hmm. who listen. What would you say to them of like developing their identity again as a therapist as they come into this field, or again, even seasoned therapists, because we could all use that advice? Like, what would you say to somebody?
2: So. My biggest thing with authenticity is that a lot of times it doesn't happen right away. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of newer therapists feel very insecure that it doesn't happen in that first six months period, first year, first years. And that is because in my opinion, you're still consolidating so many of the skills um, and insight that you've learned in your school and in your training. Mm -hmm. And so that's occupying so much space in your brain that it's hard to then like blend that with just being like a person with your clients. I hope that makes sense the way Mm -hmm. I'm saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I really Mm -hmm. do. Because when you're, when you're new in this and I always say that we need to like protect the new therapist at all costs because new therapists are so hungry for knowledge and so like absorbent compared to like more seasoned clinicians like myself and other clinicians that I know where we're like, no, we know what's best, you know? Um, (laughs) And there's research that shows this actually, that mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, newer therapists actually do better work than more experienced therapists. And it oh. is because they are constantly integrating mm-hmm. feedback and, and really like trying their absolute best, you know, and there's something so freaking beautiful about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm getting off track with all my platitudes, but, um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's okay if you don't feel hundred percent authentic because you're nervous at first. And that that's normal. Like it's very normal. Anytime you're doing something new to feel scared shitless of it, you should. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I'm worried that you're like way too narcissistic to be doing what you're doing. Um, but the, the best thing for the, the takeaway I can give with that is if you're still saying, okay, I I understand that, but I want to be a little more authentic. It's trying to tap into your truth in session. And so what that means is, um, paying attention to your own feelings, paying attention Mm -hmm. to those impulses that you have. We all have them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we ignore them because Mm -hmm. we don't want to hurt our clients or we think it's a little too bold, but just being mindful, like what's coming up for you in a session. And Mm -hmm. and as you get more grounded and centered with that, at some point you will feel more comfortable bringing those into the room with clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that to me is what creates more authentic relationship Mm -hmm. in the work that you provide.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like it translates outside of the therapy room, too, because then you know, this is something mm-hmm. I'm always navigating is like in our personal lives, too, like our friends and family know we're therapists. So we might be that person they call to talk to. It's like, how yeah. do you respond authentically as a person without feeling like you're doing therapy with them? So I feel like that translates equally outside of the therapy room, too. And it's important to think about because I've noticed for myself, it like can happen so quickly or without realizing it that you might yeah. be like being a therapist in your personal life sometimes.
2: Absolutely. And the more you do it, the more your loved ones kind of rely on you to do that. And then we create this, this dynamic and, Mm -hmm. and it can be hard to change that. And yeah, I love what you said about that, Alex. I remember really struggling with that when I first started this work, um, and feeling really emotionally exhausted by
1: it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not a bad therapist because you can't do it all the time. We're not supposed to. Yeah. Right, uh, right.
1: And as therapists, you know, in that mid-career, we learn how to bring value to the therapeutic relationship. And I think sometimes we confound that with how to bring – we inherently bring value to relationships just by existing in our world, right? We don't need to bring our therapeutic value to all relationships to bring value. Um, I just wanted to interject that.
2: I agree, and that's been so important in some of my relationships lately is like, not wearing the therapist hat. And yeah. I know we were just talking about like, does that mean you're not authentic as a person? Does that mean you have two to two sides? And no, it just means for me, I'm just channeling other skills
0: mm-hmm. and
2: other interpersonal qualities rather than than other ones
0: that I might be using more in the therapy room. Yeah. And if we compare it to another profession, like you said earlier, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another profession, like, I don't know, like a taxi driver. Like we don't expect them to be a taxi driver with their family or their friends, right? right. So it's like, we have to think of it that way yeah. too. I feel like yeah. there is this nuance to being therapists and how it translates both in and out of the therapy room. But we don't expect that of so many other professions.
2: Correct. Although we do with some, I don't think some, therapists yeah. are totally unique. Like no, I have no, a, no. yeah, I have a close friend who's a lawyer and someone's mm. like, she's always getting bombarded with like legal random questions. legal advice. It's yeah. not even in her field, you know? And I have another friend who, who owns a hair salon and everybody's trying mm-hmm. to get like free haircuts. And then she's like, no, like, you know, so I, I don't think it's just a therapist thing, but mm-hmm. I do think we, we take a lot of that emotional weight because we're people, pers- we're, we're people, people, and uh, <laughs> we listen and, and absorb for a living. And so how do we connect with our friends and family by listening and absorbing? And so that's how I think, we bring value, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I know for me, I don't know if you guys relate, but it made me wonder, am I a bad therapist? Because I have personal problems sometimes that I bring to other people. Like my mm-hmm. life is messy and mm-hmm. I have a lot of vulnerabilities myself. And am I bad? Because I haven't fully resolved those you know and does that make me less capable in my work i i logically know that's not true but i will i'm not going to lie to you guys i still sometimes struggle with it like oh i should be further along in my in my emotional coping than i sometimes am
1: right right if i can't help myself who can i help is the thought that goes through my mind yeah yes yes Nicole, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on Am I a Bad Therapist? Um, I'm just so grateful to have your perspective in so many different arenas of my professional life that having you join the podcast was just such a complete circle. So thank you so much. And if people do not know where to find you yet, where can they find you?
2: You can find me all over. I just creep up everywhere. But... (laughs) (laughs) the like most central places uh are on instagram at psychotherapy memes um my book sometimes therapy is awkward is on all major retailers and you can find me on nicolearts.com as well
0: well thank you so much again nicole again it's like i know we've connected on the network but it's just so nice to have these conversations on the podcast thank you for sharing such insights it's so nice to have you thank you thank you ladies
1: And that's it. The OG Bad Therapists, Allie and Catherine, are signing off for the week.
0: Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We pick a few lucky five-star reviewers to shout out and invite for a 15-minute consultation with the both of us to talk about anything on your mind. From clinical work to podcasting, we're game. Just make sure to leave us your name and location in the review.
1: And are you a bad therapist and want to join us on the show? Go to abadtherapist.com and tell us your story.
0: Our podcast is produced and edited by my amazing husband, Austin Joy. He also created the music for our intro and outro. You can find this song along with many others on any music platform under the artist, Air 4 Effect. And if you're a bad therapist starting your own podcast, contact Austin for his full suite of podcast and sound production services. You can find him on Instagram at Air 4 Effect.
1: And don't forget, we're all bad therapists.